This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum, my brothers and sisters. Many times people say, don't judge me. It's true, we're not supposed to be judging people. But sometimes what people do is they run away from advice using the excuse of being judged. So they say, don't judge me when there was no judgment passed, but it was just a piece of advice. However, the bigger problem is religious people who tend to attack others and pass judgment without listening to the other side of the story. If you are not prepared to listen firsthand, when I say firsthand, I mean directly, from the people involved, from all of them involved, you cannot arrive at a judgment or make a conclusion. Remember this. So what happens? I give you my own example. People will pass judgment about me and say that he is like this, he is like that, he perhaps, uh, you know, even has left the fold of Islam. And it's quite, you know, I hear that quite often. Today, somebody sent me a message saying that you're not a Muslim and, you know, you're, you've given up the faith because of this. And I'm thinking to myself, they've already made their mind up before even asking you if what they heard from a second, third source was correct, number one, or if the interpretation of what they read about you, even if it was from you, is actually correct, or if they, the interpretation of what they heard from you is actually correct, without listening or giving you a chance to answer or to respond, they've already passed judgment. So what is happening is these so-called religious people remove you and I from the fold of Islam saying we're not Muslims. And to me, this is not just a judgment, but it's such a big blunder. It is, it is a sickness and a disease among the so-called religious. They love, they love to look for any small factor that will take people out of the fold of Islam when we are taught to look for any small reason that would actually consider the people Muslim and keep them within the fold of Islam. I want to say that again. You and I are taught to look for any reason to consider a person a Muslim, whereas the so-called religious of today, a lot of them look for any excuse to take you out of the fold of Islam. And that's where the problem lies. We're all struggling to hold on to our faith. We're all learning. We all make mistakes. We all correct ourselves. We all apologize. We all have the sense given to us by Allah. And we thank Allah for granting us belief. But what is of utmost importance is when others discourage us by already removing us from the fold of Islam, already declaring us astray, calling us dogs and cats and whatever else it might be, which is actually wrong, what happens is they make it easier for people to quit and for people not to come back because instead of encouraging them to get closer to the Almighty, they've actually encouraged them to quit. They've discouraged them from anything to do with the closeness to the Almighty. 
My brothers and sisters, it is a disease. Ask yourself, do you judge people without giving them a chance to clarify, rectify? Before that, I want to say, if it does not concern you, leave it. You don't need to comment. You don't need to comment. Today, as you know, the world is changing. People are saying so many different things. Uh, sometimes it's a legitimate interpretation of the deen, and sometimes it's a mistake, according to you. And sometimes you might be wrong. So if, it, if you know that what you're doing is right, and this thing doesn't affect you, etc., leave it. If you feel the person is wrong, you can do one of two things, or maybe a few more things. But one of two things I would do, number one is, Present the truth without mentioning what you actually heard about the person. We don't want to degrade someone. We don't want to dishonor someone. We want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, we want to make it clear that this is the truth. This is what I believe is the truth. This is what I believe should be the, the proper interpretation. So what happens if we don't do this, then we end up, creating confusion. The second thing that I was going to say, the first one is to present the truth without talking about what the person might have done. The second thing is perhaps to address it in a way that would mention the mistake that you believe the person made without taking the name of the person. You don't need to take the name. The reason is, what's your intention? Is it to help people or is it to discredit people? Is it to make the truth clear and to speak how you feel uh, that which is a mistake is a mistake. So if you want to make the truth clear for the sake of Allah, you don't need to embarrass a person. You don't need to name someone and try and shame them, but rather you give them the benefit of the doubt. Or you can mention that wrong opinion and say, look, according to what I've heard, someone has said this. I believe it's a mistake because I believe this is what is correct. Unfortunately, we swear. We call people dogs. We call people whatever else, you know, pigs and monkeys. And to be honest, we cannot say that people are dogs and pigs and monkeys, no matter what. We cannot say that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. You know, if the Almighty has perhaps warned people of a punishment, you and I cannot sit and give people warnings as though we are the ones who own the warnings. Yes, we can relate what the Almighty has said, indeed. But the point I'm raising is, we hear something, there's a difference of opinion, Without even clarifying it, we want to swear people, we want to condemn them completely and take them out of the deen. Sometime back, someone sent me an article of a sister. I don't know the sister. I got to know her. Well, I got to know about her later on somewhere in the first world. And they said, look, this sister has uh, actually done this thing here. I said, look, my brother, it doesn't concern us. But if you want, as an ummah, we can somehow advise people in a nice way regarding uh, doing good. No, I want you to mention her name because it's a fitna. I said, why should I mention this person's name? For what? I haven't spoken to her. I haven't given her the, uh, the chance to clarify her position. And I don't even, I haven't followed her. I haven't really seen what made her do what you claim she did. And you want me to name her and shame her? I, I'm doing a disservice. I fear the last day. I fear the day of judgment. I fear the day I'm going to meet Allah. What am I going to say? I mean, I'm worried so much about my paradise. I really want to go into paradise. How can I condemn someone and say, you know, you're an evil person because you did this when I haven't even given them a chance? The basic principle is give people a chance to clarify themselves. And secondly, I said, look, it doesn't concern me, but because 
people look up to us as leaders, we can mention it positively about modesty, about so many other things. And, you know, the particular sister might feel that, yes, she is within the framework of what is right. And I may have misinterpreted completely over time. I decided, let me go and see what that sister is actually doing just for my own interest. And I found, you know what? Maybe I might not do it that way, but she did it in a way according to her environment, her community, her understanding. She did it to promote the deen, to promote Islam, to promote Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message. So why should I have actually condemned someone? This person, the brother who told me, he says, you're lost. You're siding with batil, which means you're siding with that which is false and wrong. And you know, you're not supporting the cause of the deen. I said, my brother, we don't need to condemn people. We don't need to mention their names. You can positively say something. People are fed up of listening to refutations. Have you noticed how some so-called scholars of deen, students of knowledge have dedicated their lives to refutations. They're refutationists, you know, refutationists. Everything is a refutation and they don't respect difference of opinion. But worse than that, they don't even want to listen to what you've said. They don't want to ask you. They don't have access to you. So they're so desperate to just refute and to make it to, to make it seem like their strength is depicted by their ability to refute another person and not their ability to project goodness in a positive way. So let's be very careful. This is something I'm extremely passionate about. We don't want to condemn people just like that. We don't want to judge people. If you really have to pass a judgment, you can only do so by listening to all sides within the dispute without prejudice. Listen to everyone. And if you understand completely and you were asked to pass a judgment, you may do so after all of that. Number one, if it doesn't concern you, please leave it. Number two, if it does concern you, address it respectfully. Listen, my brothers and sisters, develop a habit. Those from amongst us who are students of knowledge or scholars, do not Please do not attack others. You can present the truth and present what you believe is falsehood and refute it as well in a positive way. You don't need to embarrass people. You don't need to scream and yell at people. You don't need to swear people. You don't need to call them bad names. Among the Muslims, we even have different sects. Different sects. Some we have very, very strong disagreements with. We don't need to swear. We don't need to belittle. We don't need to, you know, spew hate in that sense. You can present the truth and what you believe and you can present why you believe they are wrong. In the past, I've made that mistake where I, I've said certain things about certain people. For example, I, I disagree with some of the, uh, the, the sects that we have. But rather than calling some of their leaders or some of their people bad names or just a rumor you may have heard of them, you call them a bad name. And like I said, I, mean, I have fallen in this in the past, but we learn as time passes, you don't need to use bad names. You don't need to just listen and, and try and attack a person. You have something they've said, you can tackle it. I'm not saying don't. You can say, look, I disagree because of X, Y, Z, but do it respectfully. That's all I'm saying. You can actually disagree in a beautiful way. Mention the goodness and mention what you believe is wrong and why you believe it's wrong and why you believe this is goodness and you're done. In this way, we've maintained that level of respect amongst mankind, even people of other faiths. You don't need to call them dirty names. You don't need to swear them and, and belittle and so on. That's not the aim. Anyway, getting back to amongst us. We have certain people and I want you to develop a habit, my beloved brothers and sisters, when you hear the students of knowledge or the scholars 
you know, attacking another person, mentioning their name and attacking them, and they haven't even heard from them. I've seen refutations of myself, and I tell myself, this person didn't try to call me. They've passed a judgment. They didn't try to understand what I've said. They didn't even attempt to give me the benefit of the doubt. So it goes to show they have, you know, what you call sour grapes. They're actually upset. They actually have a jealousy within them. I would like to put it down to that. They actually have a sickness within them because if you're not prepared, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt as far as possible. But if you're not prepared to give people the benefit of the doubt, you have an ailment. You need to rectify yourself. And we who cheer the scholars on and, the, and some of the students of knowledge, we cheer them on. We keep on, you know, wow, wow. Why do we do that when someone is actually causing harm to the ummah, to this ummah, the nation that we have, a beautiful globe that we have? When someone is attacking others, left, right and center, did you speak to this person directly? No, I didn't. Well, then keep quiet. Have you tried to contact them? If, yes, I did, but they didn't respond. Well, then it means they probably didn't see the message. And even if there is a clarification to be made, it didn't come to you, you can, you can refute but you don't have to arrive at a conclusion and mention a name and try to create disaster. You know, like I say, uh, name and shame. You want to mention a name because you're going to become important. Wow, you know, I have done refutations of so many different people and this man, and that man and so on and so forth. And this is the sickness we have. I mean, there is a brother there right now who's uh, sent some, uh, what do you call them, emojis that are negative. Okay. So those of you who are watching this live session may have seen those. It doesn't bother me. He's, he's swearing himself. Really, they're swearing themselves. It's not my character. I'm not going to drop my character based on your negativity. It's a sickness within you. If you think that it's befitting to swear me right now, then obviously you are the person who's not well. So my brothers and sisters, all I'm calling for is let's not judge people without proper process due process number one number two is if you're not prepared to make the effort to meet the people to talk to them personally to find out from them directly to actually look at how and what they've said or they've done and to look at the circumstances surrounding their lives there are people amongst us who are trying very hard to please the almighty but their circumstances are so tough they are slowly inching forward i promise you when i think of the tortoise and the hare i always say there are people who will arrive in in Jannah slowly but surely and others who were darting across might get stuck in the last minute may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us success so my brothers and sisters remember this let's not uh, you know create this problem and this disaster of passing judgment and on the other hand when people advise us, let's take the advice. You can advise people. That's the other thing. You can give them good advice. You can tell them, look, my brother, I believe that this is the way things should be done. And a lot of the times advice is to be done in a private way. And if it is a public thing, you can advise publicly in the sense that you don't have to say, this brother, I'm giving him this advice. Well, you've got to phone them or contact them and you've got to communicate with them and send them the advice directly because if the whole world knows you've advised them but they don't know that you've advised them, then you're wasting your time. So genuine advice is no Normally, when people advise people uh, or others in, in, in a private way, if you're doing it in, in a public way without mentioning names, you know, the Prophet ﷺ, he came out and says, you know, what is it with certain people? They're doing this and they're doing that. He didn't say the names. He didn't want to name them, shame them. So this is how it is. I, To be honest, like I said yesterday, and I'm going to repeat it now at the end of the session, 
if you were to swear me, to be honest with you, it doesn't irk me. If you were to refute, call me names, say I'm out of the fold, say I'm astray, whatever, ever. Trust me, my aim is to please Allah. It's okay. If you are a genuine person, you will advise me. You might send me an email with beautiful advice and I take that advice. If you're a genuine person, you will call me. You will have a feeling for me. You, you, you will love me in the same way that I love you. And you will think, you know, let me try and help the brother. And if we do have a genuine difference of opinion, and they are, still we will agree to disagree and we will still respect each other. I disagree with so many people, but I don't need to swear them. I don't need to, you know, spew hate against them, but I disagree. Uh, may Allah guide those and bless those who want to swear us, uh, guide them in a way that they can uh, learn and they can understand uh, that we're not like them. I promise you we're not like them. We're not like that. And the reason I'm saying it is I can see people who are being quite derogatory, one or two of them. The rest of you, mashallah, may Allah bless you guys. Anyway, I need to go. But it's been lovely, lovely uh, having this live session. And inshallah, I'll post it up on YouTube shortly. Uh, Mufti Menk ROX, that's the YouTube channel. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all tomorrow again with a different subject. Barakallah feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.